What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Ablaze Youth Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Be sure to follow us on all social media platforms at We Are Ablaze. Jesus is the only one that can make our life better. Jesus is the only one that can take our situation from bad to good. You know, he takes what the enemy meant for evil and he turns it for good every single time. Every single time that something bad has happened in our lives, every single time that something not great has happened in our lives, Jesus can turn it for good. He turns it for the good of those that love and trust in him, amen? So I I pray that as we move forward into this year, that we learn to start to understand that we need to put our trust in Jesus because only he's gonna be the one that can change our lives. Amen. Now that's not exactly what I'm gonna be talking about tonight. Uh, Robert started a little thing last week called Depths and it just really struck a chord with me. So I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna jump in some depths too. I'm gonna do some depths, why not? But something he said last week was to know him is to experience him. And that's something that we need to endeavor to do, to experience God for who he says that he is, amen. So one of the things I'm gonna be looking at tonight is the fact that he's supposed to be our shepherd. He's supposed to be our father. He's supposed to be our caretaker. He's supposed to be the one that goes through life with us, being our watcher, being our our, our provider, being our source, being the only one that can turn any situation for good. Amen. So one of the scriptures I wanna start out with tonight is over in the book of Psalm, chapter 23, out of ESV. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I said, shepherd? I don't know why, that was weird. Sorry, guys. (laughs) I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. If you guys will bow your heads, I wanna pray for this message tonight. Father God, I thank you so much for your love. I thank you so much for your goodness. Thank you so much for your mercy and everything that you endeavor to do to help us grow in this relationship with you. Help us be inspired to go deeper in the depths of your love tonight, God. Help us be inspired to get to know you as the shepherd for our life. We pray for it, we believe it, we receive it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So obviously with Psalm 23, the whole illustration, the whole picture that's coming out of that is Jesus is meant to be a shepherd. And he's kind of talking about, well, David's basically being like, yo, I'm like a sheep and Jesus, God is my shepherd. And David knew this because he was a shepherd boy. He was a guy that was out in the field. He was tending to the flock. That was his job, that was his duty. And what he was saying is that God is like this. God is like a shepherd that cares for sheep sheep. And I started wondering, I was like, dang, so I'm like a sheep or something? Like I'm like this weird little animal. And I was thinking about it and I was like, okay, let me look at this. Sheep are mentioned in the Bible over 500 times. And in most instances is referring to us as human beings. The word of God is likening us to that of a sheep. And so I was curious and I was looking up some, some videos and I was like, let me see if there's any sheep videos out there. What kind of sheep videos are out there? So it, Nick, if you'll play the first clip for me, I would appreciate it. Uh, let you guys get an idea of what a sheep is in case you don't know.
Those sheep are riding on that guy's back. Like, what the heck? That's crazy. a sheepdog. <laughs> so good. So I brought this out because I was just like, all right, everyone knows what a sheep is. Everyone's been familiar with like flocks and herds of sheep. There's even like some aerial drone footage of like hundreds of sheep just like going about in a field. And it's really cool footage to watch like the dogs, like, you know, herd these sheep together. And even in that instance, that car was herding the sheep, whether they even really, they weren't even trying to, those sheep just wanted to be herded so badly that in that moment they were choosing the car to be their shepherd. And so I was thinking about it, sheep can be ignorant. Sheep are easily distracted. Now this is just facts. This is what someone at like sheepfacts.com or whatever it was I looked up today. It said, sheep follow others without understanding. Like if a sheep gets spooked and it runs for something dangerous, another sheep will just start to run because it saw its friend run. Doesn't even look to see why they're running. They're just like, okay, we're running out. Okay, let's go. All right, let's do this. And then not only that, if they are thirsty, they'll drink from dirty water just to get a drink of water. And I started to think about it. I can be ignorant. I can be easily distracted. Sometimes I follow others without understanding. Sometimes if I'm thirsty, I'll drink out of something that's a little bit dirty just to quench my thirst. But then also sheep are some of the most naturally defenseless animals in this world. Like they don't have anything to naturally protect them from predators. And I started to think like we in this world, we don't have anything to protect us in our own strength from the ways of this world. In our own strength, we can only do so much against the wills and the wiles of the enemy of this world. We're defenseless without a shepherd. And luckily, thankfully, Jesus came to be that shepherd for our life. Over in John 10, starting in verse seven, it says, Jesus again said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go, and out, go out and find pasture. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. The wolf snatches them and scatters them and he flees because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father, I lay down my life for the sheep. Jesus has laid down his life for us. And what's amazing, what's being brought out here is that he's in it with us for the long haul. He wants to be in the depths. He wants you to be in the depths with him because he's in it to win it with you. This is not a temporary thing. He says over here and back to referring back to Psalms 23, 
It says, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Meaning that Jesus, when he sees crazy and chaos coming at you, he doesn't get scared and back away and say, you know what, you're out, you're in this on your own. You can do this on, you can handle it. No, 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 no. He says, I'm gonna lead you through it. Prepares, sorry, I fear no evil. You are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You know, shepherds, they, they carried around with them a rod and they carried around with them a staff. And, and a lot of people think, well, okay, so he's gonna just beat you with this rod when you start getting off the path. No, the rod is for the things that are off the path. The rod that the shepherd uses is meant to beat the wolves back and beat the beasts back that are trying to get to the sheep. The staff is meant to lead us and guide us and show us and keep us on the path that keeps us to going through the valley not keeping us there. The world wants to keep you in the valley, but Jesus wants to get you through it. It says, surely over in verse six, surely your goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And in John 10, 10, it says, he came so that we have life more abundantly. We need to get to this place that we realize we need to be equally in it with Jesus like he's in it with us. He laid down his life for us. We should want to give our life back for him. We should want to give ourselves over to him so he can truly help us in this life. Because if we're holding on to our life, we actually lose our life. If we're holding on to the things of this world, we're never going to truly experience what God has for us. Psalm 79, 13 says, we, your people, the sheep of your pasture, pasture will give you thanks forever. From generation to generation, we will recount your praise It says we're the sheep of his pasture. The pasture that he leads us into. The one that says he gave us free access to. Jesus gives us free access to his pasture. And then he says that we are now sheep of his pasture. We are now his people now. Meaning that people don't have any business messing with us because we're the sheep of the God most high. We're the children of the most high because we now belong to him. He loves us. He cares for us. And so what we got to do, we got to get good at giving thanks for that, recounting that and being excited about that, being excited that, that we have what God gave for us. Over in Psalms 100, it says, make a joyful noise to the Lord and all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence singing, knowing the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us. We are his, we are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever. So how are we, what are ways that we can give thanks to God by, by giving us this amazing life? It just said, give us the rules, the, the, the tips right there. Give a joyful noise to God, serve God. Come into his presence singing. No, God is God. We're his people. We gotta get excited about this, guys. We gotta get ready about this. We gotta be, we gotta get pumped to do these things because that, that's where the goodness comes from. That's where the, the abundant life, that's where the fruitfulness comes from is when we come in and we're excited and we're making joyful noise and we're serving with gladness. His presence is just overwhelming for us. He's so good. 
We gotta break out of our own, our own mind's way of doing things. It says over here in Proverbs 3, 5, Noamad uh, mentioned it earlier in his tie. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. When a sheep leans into its own understanding, it's gonna wander off. Sheep are prone to wander. <laughs> They're kind of weird animals. They kind of just wanna do their own thing. And that's why in those videos, that one sheep was just like being a dog because it saw the dog and just like, I guess I'm a dog now. You know, I don't know where my sheep friends are at, but these dogs are here. I'm a dog now. You know, like that, that's what happens to us sometimes. When we get away from our flock, when we get away from our church, we start hanging out with people that don't think like us, speak like us, read like us in the word of God. We start acting like them. We start wandering. We start doing things we probably shouldn't be doing. And I'm not saying that that makes you a bad person, but at the same time, you're a sheep of Jesus' flock. Sheep aren't meant to do that. A sheep's not supposed to be a dog. A sheep's a sheep. I don't know about you, but I've never like had a sweater made of dog wool. That'd be kind of weird. I don't know if they make those. I feel like it's probably illegal. That's why uh, Cruella DeVille got in trouble in 101 Dalmatians, but that's a story for another time. Disney, movie night, we'll have one. We'll talk about it then. <laughs> but we can't trust in our own understanding. We gotta trust in the Lord when he's leading us on this path that is called life. Life. <laughs> it's wild out there, guys. It's crazy out there, guys. But we, when we come in this place, we get relief we get breaks from that mess that's out there. When we come in this place, we need to be excited because we're about to get direction. We're about to get provision. We're about to get sustenance. We're about to get fed from the green pasture that is Jesus Christ's word and everything that he's done for us. He's gonna lead us and show us that when we get back out there and we're going on this journey that's through this valley, we're getting direction. We're getting instruction. We're getting provision. We're getting love. We're getting care. Man, do you know that some of these shepherds, when they're out there in the field, that they know these sheep by name and they know every little tick and talk about these sheep. You know, they know that they got a tick behind their ear. They know that they got a weird wonky tooth. They got a weird hoof or whatever. You know, they know these sheep, man. God knows your weird hoof points, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Amen. He knows your hoof. He knows everything about you. So what better person to go to to learn how to live your life than God? There's no other source, source that it's worth getting any sustenance from. Jesus is the well that never runs dry. His water is the water that's only worth drinking out of. His water is the only water worth tapping into. It's the only one that's gonna lead you into life. It says over here in Jeremiah 17, verse seven through eight, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when the heat comes for its leaves remain green. And it's not anxious in the year of drought for it does not cease to bear fruit. And John 15, four says, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. God is saying that if you, if you join your life with him and you accept this sheep shepherd relationship that he's called you into, you'll never have to worry. You'll never have to fear. You'll never have to lack. You'll never have to be scared because he's the one that is gonna lead us through all circumstances, through all situations. So when we come in this place and we're out here and we're singing and we're jumping and we're dancing and we're having a good time, maybe in the natural, it looks like crap out there for lack of a better word, but we know that God is leading us through it. That God is gonna get us through it. It's, this is not, if it's not victory, it's not over yet. 
If it's not victory, God's just not done yet. God is working it for your good. God is working it for your good. God is working it for your good. Stay planted by the river. How do you stay planted? Keep coming back to church. Keep reading your Bible. Keep talking to God. Keep jumping. Keep praising, even when you shouldn't be doing it. Even in the natural, when it feels like you shouldn't be doing it, you say, yay, God. God, you're awesome. I love you, Jesus. Thank you so much for helping me. Thank you so much for blessing me. Thank you so much for leading me and guiding me and blah, blah, blah. Yes. That's, that's how we stay planted. We're not moved by outside circumstances. You know what happens if you move a tree over and over again out of the ground? It will die or never get bigger or never get stronger and always just stay like a little sapling. Like last year, I had to move a tree from behind my fence because they had houses being built behind my fence. And I got worried that, you know, if I don't move this tree, then it's gonna just get bulldozed over and all that's growth, it's just gone for nothing. But I think I waited until the wrong time to move it. I think it might've gotten too cold. And so when I dug it out of the ground, I put it back in the ground or maybe it was too hot. I don't remember. The circumstances were probably not the right time to move the tree because now I'm looking at the tree and it's just not looking so good. I probably should have just took my chances and maybe just left the tree where it was because it was already established. It was already green. It was already beautiful. And it was already like this tall. And when I put it in the ground, it was like this tall. So I was like double the size. And then I moved it. And now it's not green anymore and it's an evergreen tree. And so it's never good when an evergreen tree is not green. We don't need to move. We don't need to be shaken. We don't need to be stirred. The only movement we need to be doing is moving it for Jesus, you know? Moving up and down for him, jumping and praising, doing the Cody thing. Let's just do this. You can all learn how to be like, do this thing like that Rob so brilliantly did. Or you could try to twerk for him. I don't know. I mean, you could try that. Rob said, don't do that. Don't do that. I'm just kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. But we abide in him. Abide means to have a life union. It's a partnership. It's a commitment. It's saying like, I'm for you and you are for me. And we're in this to win this. We're in this together. Embrace all that Jesus is for your life. And when you embrace who he is in your life, I believe that that is how you get into the depths. When you start to truly understand the love that he has for you and then you do your best to try to reciprocate it back, that's when the real, the real fruit and lasting awesome relationship that is of God starts to begin. You'll never be able to, to truly give him what he gave you, but you can try. <laughs> and he loves that we try. He appreciates that we try. He loves when you come to church. He loves when you raise your hand like this. He's like, oh, thank you, Charlie. I've been waiting so long for you to raise your hand like this. Or when Raina tonight, after even though most of it was just like sugar, she was like, yes, God, yes. Sonic, awesome. Jesus, awesome. Yes. You know, like he loves to see you dance. He loves to see you praise. He loves to see you love him back because that's what he wants. I do have one last scripture for you guys because I do know that God is just so good that he needed us to know that over here in Luke 15, verse four, it says, what man of you having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the 99 in the open country and go after the one that is lost until he finds it. And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing and when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors saying to them, rejoice with me for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, there'll be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. God wants us to know and wants us to recognize that there might be times that we get off the path, that we venture off into 
the muck or we try to take on the valley of the shadow of death on our own or we try to do things in our own strength and our own might. But when we come back to him, he, he, he's always so willingly and so always so accepting of you when you come back into his arms. He's never left you out there. He doesn't wanna leave you out there. It says that he's actually willing to leave the 99 to come after you. So if you're in this place tonight and you're saying, you know what, I, 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 I want so badly to have this amazing, awesome relationship with God, but I've just messed up so much. I've gotten so far off the path. I have news for you that you'll always be welcome into the sheepfold. You're always welcome in his presence. You're always welcome in the depths of his love. You're always welcome. If you want it, you can have it. God is so good in that way is that that if you want this relationship with him, it's available to you. If you want to experience the love of God, it's yours. But he's already extended it to you. You have to be the one to take it. You have to be the one to receive it. I can only receive the love of God for me. If I could give the love of God to accept it for you, I would. So that way we don't have to do this all the time. But, but it's just so amazing that I hope and pray that you can experience God the same way that I've experienced, and the same way that Rob's experienced, and the same way that Lauren's experienced, Ashley and all the other leaders and everyone else in this room. But God is so amazing that he will not leave you where you're at. A good shepherd, a good shepherd makes himself known to the one that goes astray, makes himself known to the one that that steps away, that that maybe has wandered off. A good shepherd cares for the sheep at all times. He loves you. He cares for you. He just wants you to experience all of his goodness all the time. Amen. I want to pray for you guys real fast. If you'll just bow your heads. Father God, I just thank you for every single person in this room tonight. I thank you for everything that you do for us, Lord. I thank you for this amazing, wonderful relationship that you've blessed us with, Lord. The truth is we don't deserve it. We don't, there's nothing that we could do to truly earn it, God, but yet you so freely gave it to us and we are so grateful that you love us so much, that you care for us so much that you didn't want us to go through this life alone. That you didn't leave us out there to fend for ourselves as defenseless individuals or sheep like you've so brilliantly and wonderfully called us so many times in the Bible. (laughs) You provided Jesus to be the shepherd to go through this life with us, Lord. God, I pray for every person in this room tonight. I even pray for myself, Lord, that that we'll be able to truly grab a hold of this relationship that you want us to have with you, God. So that way we can truly experience the depths of your love, that we can truly walk in and enter in the depths of your love, God. To know you is to experience you. We need to know you as our shepherd. We need to know you as our father. We need to know you as our protector, as our healer, as our provider. We need to know you as all these things. So God, I pray that you challenge every single one of us to take inventory, to to look within ourselves, to understand how can we better get to know you in this way. 
How can we better experience you in this way? And I pray that when you reveal that to us, it provokes action within us to go out and pursue this life with you. Thank you, God. If you're in this room tonight, I wanna make sure that you don't leave this place as potentially a sheep that has wandered off because that's not where God wants you to be. God wants you to be in the green pasture. God wants you to be in the protection of the flock underneath his shepherdship. He wants you to be guided by his staff and protected by his rod because he's the good God that he is and he loves you so much. We hope you enjoyed today's message. We want to remind you, if you'd like to join us in person, we meet every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. here in Madison, Alabama. We are Ablaze Youth Ministries, grades 6 through 12. We hope to see you. Otherwise, be sure to keep on listening to the podcast.